Hello again, fancy seeing you here. I'm back with another episode of AADA. I am Craig, as always, and this is episode 171. Today's episode is entitled, Would You Trust a Fat Personal Trainer? And I'll get to that name in a little bit and exactly why I've called that, called the episode that. But I just wanted to talk about my iPad, first of all, just for a little bit, because I've been messing about with my iPad today and yesterday and over the weekend because, as I've mentioned quite a few times, I'm launching a new website soon. It's built on Jekyll and if you're not a geek like me or if you're not a web developer or whatever, you probably don't know what Jekyll is, but it's basically a really simple way to build a website. And also, one of the advantages of Jekyll is that you can make your website on your iPad and I'm really keen to try that because... I always write blog posts better on my iPad. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you've got the the full screen just for a blog post and it's really difficult to get out of that. With, With a traditional laptop or a desktop scenario, you can kind of just have windows all over the place and you've got distractions everywhere. You've got your email app open over here and you've got Twitter and you've got Twitter open over here. You've got Facebook open over there. It's really easy to get distracted. So maybe it's to do with the iPad and that you've always got just one app in front that makes it a little bit easier for me to focus. So I've been looking at an iPad workflow and I, I discovered quite a few articles on Matt Gemmell's website about how he, he's an author, by the way, about how he uses his iPad exclusively. He updates his website from his iPad. He blogs from his iPad. It's quite amazing, to be honest, the way that he uses his iPad. And yes, I've been passionate about trying to use my iPad for more than it is because at the minute I kind of barely use my iPad. I use it as a consumption device because it's really too difficult to use it for anything else. And I'm really keen to try and use it for a little bit more stuff because it is a really powerful device. I mean, they're nearly as powerful as computers these days, the things you can do with it. So I should be using it for more stuff. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. Would you trust a fat personal trainer? Let me explain the title. You may or may not have used a personal trainer before, so I'll treat you as stupid. You might not even know what a personal trainer is, so let's start there. A personal trainer is someone who trains somebody personally. They they usually... Well, they're always one guy. You've usually got them at a gym or whatever. They'll put you through a grueling workout at the gym. They'll make you sweat loads, make you breathe heavy, and they'll give you advice on dieting and nutrition, etc., etc. That is a personal trainer. But the more important point is, if your personal trainer who's standing there pushing you, telling you to lose weight, tracking your weight, tracking your calories, teaching you what the correct foods are to eat... What would you think if that person giving you all that advice was fat? They was clearly out of shape. They clearly didn't take their own advice. Does it make you discount their advice a little bit more? Would you trust them? And that's what I'm talking about today. Because even though the the person there in front of you is clearly out of shape they're not taking their own advice you see this you see this a lot in business you see this a lot everywhere it's called cobbler shoes in other ways um people who cobblers obviously meant there's not really many cobblers around anymore people who make shoes cobblers have always got the worst shoes 
Builders have always got the worst house. Plumbers have always got the worst plumbing. Web designers have always got their own worst website. And us as a design agency and also a marketing agency and social media and all that stuff we do, all the advice that I give you, all the things I say about social media, all the things I say about marketing, all the things I say about websites and design, most of it I'm preaching it and not practicing it. And there's a lot of people out there, nearly every expert, expert in inverted commas, expert gives you advice and they don't do it themselves. It's so often to see that in the business world, in the world generally, to be honest, it's so often that you see that. But the important question I want to ask is, should you trust the person there? It presents a little bit of a a quandary, really. The personal trainer who's out of shape and who's clearly not taking their own advice could be the best personal trainer on the entire planet. But there's a little bit of doubt that's put in your mind straight away. As soon as you see that personal trainer, you clearly see they're out of shape. You may have seen them at McDonald's right before your session. It puts doubt in your mind. It makes you think that they're probably not as good at the job as they could be. If they're as good at the job as they could be, surely they'd be practicing what they preach. And it doesn't matter what they preached here. They might be preaching you the best advice ever, but once you've put that little bit of doubt in a potential customer's mind or a customer's mind, they might not take your advice as well as they probably should. And this is something that I've been working towards this last year. I've been trying to practice and not preach. Although at the minute I'm doing a little bit of both, I'm preaching and practicing, but the difference you get with conversations with your clients and your customers and potential prospects, when you practice what you preach, is worlds apart. I've got real examples, real case studies where I can say to my client, yeah, we did this and this is the results we got. And I can talk to clients about podcasting and some of them want to hear about podcasting and they want to know whether it would be a good idea for them. And I can talk to them about podcasting and say, well, I've got experience of podcasting because I'm doing it every single day. And I've got experience of running Facebook ads because I'm doing them for my podcast or I've got experience of doing this because I do it for this. It really flips your advice around when you're practicing what you preach. And that's the disadvantage of being the unhealthy personal trainer. You're not practicing what you preach. So it makes your job so much more difficult to convince a potential client to use you over using somebody else. I'm not saying it's impossible. And I'm also not saying that you should discount a personal trainer's advice. I'm only using the personal trainer person as a metaphor here, by the way. I'm not saying you should discount any business's advice just because they don't practice what they preach especially in the design world, especially in the marketing world, because most design and marketing companies do not practice what they preach. That is almost an 80% of the design agencies and marketing agencies I know do not practice what they preach. So don't discount them just because they don't practice what they preach. But the point I want to get at is it makes an interesting connection with your potential customers' brains that they they don't immediately see that you're good at what you do. We did a thing at Genius Division, we did a thing last year where we sent a brochure out. So 
Whenever we got a potential customer coming to us, we sent a brochure out to them that showed all our latest work and it was just the best bits. It was only about 12 or 16 pages long and it showed the best bits of our work for the last year. And the amount of people that commented on that was phenomenal. The amount of people that said, yes, it confirmed my decision or yeah, it really made me realise why I picked you or it just made me pick you instead of picking somebody else. And we're not the cheapest design agency. We're not the most expensive one, but we're not the cheapest one. So we aren't the obvious person to pick when people come to us for a job. But by having something like that straight away there that proved what we were saying is what we could do, it suddenly changed the customer relationship round instantly. It made them affirm their choice. It made them affirm their buying decision instantly. And that's what you want to do in any kind of buying decision, in any kind of marketing. You're trying to make them affirm their buying decision. You want them to think it's the right choice. And you want to put as little barriers as possible in front of them to achieve that. And the way to do that is to make sure you're not the fat personal trainer. Make sure you're not the company that's saying one thing, but doesn't do the next. So if you're an interior design company, make sure you've got a nicely designed office. If you're a CCTV company, make sure you've got the best security ever at your office. If you're a marketing company, make sure you've got a good website and make sure you're doing marketing. If you're a design company, make sure you've got a good website that's showing your latest design work and make sure you're showing your work. That's one of the biggest things I see that a lot of companies don't show the work and Again, it sets up a little bit of doubt and you don't want to have that as a customer. You don't want to have any doubts and you don't want your potential customers to have any doubts either. It's something to think about anyway. That was episode 171. And if you want to read the show notes about this episode, go over to askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP171. I'm back tomorrow with another episode of AADA. And I hope you'll join me then. And thanks so much for listening, as always. And I'll see you then.